Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast. And I'm here with a guest, a poet, a teacher, a recording artist. He has got an array of stuff on his list, and we're going to talk about today. I like to give you none other than David Rosenheim. How are you doing, David? Hey, Sharon. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you again. I mean, we just did a we just did a um, per presentation, a, a poetry reading uh, last last week and stuff, and it, it went very well. And I I'm glad you you and also Marcia uh, Marcia were able to join us and do the show and stuff. And so, but I would like to mostly talk about what got you into poetry. Yeah, uh, good question. You know, I I think that my entry into poetry came from songwriting, right? So I'm, I'm a songwriter okay. and my, I think what I l listened to most in music and in songs was the lyrics. That's okay. what really, you know, sort of that combination of lyrics and melody. And, you know, so I think that that got me really thinking like, Oh, you know, you can actually use words in a way that really is evocative of whatever, a feeling of emotion, of images, of memories. Um, so I, mean, I think that's kind of where it started. And, but I also do remember, write, you know, just writing, I don't know if, you know, I have four older sisters and <laughs> I think they maybe opened me up to the idea of just writing in a notebook, writing in a journal. And so I think, you know, from a fairly early age, I was doing that. I don't know if those scribblings would be called poetry, probably not, but um, I think I, I got my pen wet uh, fairly early. Nice. Nice. Well, so what, since you were a songwriter, or you still are a songwriter for, um, what's, what were you, what were your, what, what got you started in songwriting in technically to was just, lullabies and stuff that you've grown up with? You know, so I, I mentioned I had four older sisters and they were giving <laughs> me, I grew up in this, you know, in the seventies, I was born in 1970. Nice. And, um, you know, a couple of my sisters gave me some records early on that, you know, like Beatles records, David Bowie. Um, I remember my sister, Julie gave me Neil Young's Decade, which was kind of like a anthology. Yeah, you're not, you know what it is, you know, and it had the, it was a big double album in a brown jacket. And, you know, that's how I learned to listen to music is listening to those songs. Um, also, my mom and my sisters, we would go on these long drives and they would just sing in these incredible, you know, multi-part harmonies. And I kind of learned to sing that way. Um, but as far as songwriting, I think I did it by imitation. You know, okay. I was like, ah, oh, I just, I wanted, I wanted to create something. I almost felt like, you know, like I was missing out. I was hearing these songs that were moving me so much. Like I wanted to, to create something that, um, that moved me or maybe moved other people as well. So I kind of did it by, by mimicking some of those songs, um, early on, you know, and, and then, and then I teamed up with, um, musicians who were just, farther along than I was. And, you know, I you credit some of those people with teaching me how to, you know, both how to like play guitar, but also how to put a song together. Okay. And so with that, so since you basically have, have several releases, you said you have seven critical 
um releases of records and stuff mm-hmm. so and so it being that your first book is coming out next well, in two years mm-hmm. how, how do you feel about having records to go on to have a poetry or a, po- a poetry book yeah it's a it's a good question i mean <laughs> um in some ways they're very different yes. media you know and in some ways they're very similar i mean i think um so you know, I used to be in a band called Hugh in the nineties and I was the main songwriter and those songs came <clears throat> sort of the lyrics came with the melody. I would sort of get a melodic idea and in a rush of the emotion associated with that melody, I would be able to just kind of write the lyrics, boom, 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 boom. And um, that was, that kind of songwriting is very different than writing a poem where yes. I'm just, where it's just pen and paper and, you know, there's no melody. I mean, I, obviously there might be some kind of cadence or some kind of rhythm going on, but it's very different, but where they ca- kind of come together, there's, there's two areas where they've come together for me. Um, more recently, I was in a band called Winchester Revival. Um, it's a band uh, based here in the Bay area in, in, uh, in Oakland. And I was not, it was a very, it was more of a collaborative band. Like I, I wasn't the main songwriter. This, the, the band would kind of create the the music and I would put lyrics on, and melody on top of existing, at least fragments of songs, if not the full song structure. So that enabled me to actually take poems that I had, you know, written without any melody that I had just written on paper and turn them into songs. And that was really cool because it enabled kind of, a, I think, a more a richer, it was a, a richer lyrical palette, right? I mean, I could, because poetry, you know, you don't have to, it doesn't have the same confines in terms of meter or rhyme um, as a song. And so this enabled me to, to, I think, go into different types of imagery, different types of subject matter, not worry so much about rhyme. Um, and yeah, so, so, so that was one example where they came together. And then what I'm trying to do with this this book, that as you mentioned, it's kind of ridiculous that's coming out in two years, but that's uh, <laughs> the, the, the publishing schedule for the, for the publisher that, that it's coming out on. Um, but what I want to do is to simultaneously release a musical kind of companion for it. And that's going to be like, I'm collaborating with different musicians, where in some cases, I'm just speaking over, you know, beats and and uh and and noise and and in some cases melody and in some cases they're full-on songs where i'm where i'm transposing the the poem into more of a of a song structure but i'm trying to be kind of open-ended about it and not as you know fixed on like this has to be a song with a, a verse and a chorus and a bridge it's uh it can be more linear it can be more more fragmented Okay, so so you it seems like you've been with three bands not not only the Hue and the Winchester Revival, but you're also with the Weather Band. Right. So were you always in the the singer songwriter position all the time with all the bands? Pretty much, yeah. And you know, one reason is that um, it's not just because I have a huge ego, which you know, <laughs> I probably you know maybe uh, do, but um, it's also because I'm just not the greatest musician right like my as i mentioned before like my orientation with songwriting has always been about the lyrics and the melody 
um, I'm a decent guitar player. You know, I can, I can hold the rhythm and I can, I can strung, strum along reasonably well, but I'm not a soloist. I'm not, that's not my main contribution. So it's, it's more difficult for me to, to play the role of like a guitarist only in a band. Right. Okay. I really, I really need to use my, my, my voice and my lyrics as uh, a, a contributing factor. Okay. Uh, do you, yeah. uh, do you ever think about doing someone a solo type of deal? Well, the, the wet, the wet, the weather band is pretty much that. I mean, okay. it's um, it's kind of just me and my songs. But I I bring in a lot of other musicians, so some of the songs are just me and acoustic okay. guitar, and then some have you know, kind of fairly full orchestration. Nice. It, it kind of runs the gamut. You know, th- these days <laughs> I'm not playing a whole lot of music, especially during the pandemic. Right. Um, but what's been really cool is I'm playing with one of my sons is a really excellent musician and he um he's a banjo pl- picker among other things he he plays uh multiple instruments but so we we have a lot of fun and he has the ability to if i play him a song to pretty much instantly ha- play something cool along with it he doesn't need to hear it he, he knows exactly where i'm going <laughs> with it my songs are pretty simple so that helps but he's just got a really good ear. And um, so that's been really fun to kind of develop that, that partnership with him. Nice. You ever think, um, you ever thinking that you're going to do a um, collaboration with him, like an actual song, bringing out one of the songs or something with him and stuff online? Yeah. I mean, I, so I've got, uh, I've been very, Sean, I've been very, very slowly building towards <laughs> the next weather band album you know, for many years. Uh, you know, it used to be like, I used to be much more prolific when I was in Hugh and Winchester Revival, we were releasing records you know, pretty much every year. Okay. Um, it's not like that right now, but anyway, I've, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a backlog of, of songs that I want to bring. And when I do, he'll, I mean, he knows he plays on pretty much all of them already. Nice. And I'll bring in other musicians too. But one thing we haven't done yet, other than, you know, just informally sitting around the campfire, so to speak, with friends, is to what we haven't done is to actually go out and perform. And and he's excited to do it. He he he's in a band called Fish in a Bag, and they it's a high school blue bluegrass band, nice. and they play around um, pretty frequently. So he's ready to go. You know, play in some cafes or some bars, and eventually <laughs> we'll do that together. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way sometimes. With my kids are like, oh, you ever gonna play? It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> do, do, do you play? Do, do you play music? Yes, 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 I do. That's one of the other things I do in my beyond poetry and stuff. Yes, yeah. I, I'm I'm slowly getting back into it, but I'm I'm like I'm a DJ on the side, awesome. so I do a lot of parties, a lot of events, a lot of weddings. So, but I was I was you know, doing the singing and rapping and um, playing keyboard before, and then uh, went into DJing just as, I went into DJ as a necessity, but then it became like, oh, okay, well, you can do this when you're not doing that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So just awesome. like playing music, just one of those things. But yeah. no, so so with the, so you've also been in several, you've also had your poems um, published in several different um um, quarterlies and reviews and stuff is it is it more fulfilling to have your poem be selected 
in one of these publishings that you put your poems into, or is it more fulfilling to you think it's going to be more fulfilling to have your own book out and publish that? I mean, I know, I know before it's like mm-hmm. having your first poem, like, yes, I did it. And then yes. have another one and have another one. But I've always wondered if it's, if it's more feeling having the book or having the poem f- is what's more. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you know. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can tell you that, um, you know, I mean, it's definitely gratifying to have, uh, reviews and quarterlies and stuff pick it up um i'm i'm pretty good i've gotten pretty good about discipline about like sending my stuff out because otherwise you know nobody sees it and as you know the poetry world is is pretty small and it's all it's populated by all poets which is great it's a community (laughs) but it's not like you know it's not a a massive a massive pop medium you know it's we're not talking marvel movies here um (laughs) but you know I do want to share it. And I, and I love reading, I love reading poetry and I like the community aspect of it. So um, I'm, I, I do actively submit and um, I've gotten some, some decent results from that. I am, I am definitely excited about getting the book out and uh, I hope that there are, are more to come. I mean, it, this, I'm, I'm kind of relying on my old experience in releasing records as okay. as well um where you know you can get, get in kind of a groove when i was in both of the, you know hugh and, and winchester revival we had a groove for several years where we were just writing recording releasing performing writing recording you know and that's just a a great way of activating the the art and, and being in community with other people with it okay adding that adding what you just said there Taking out the recording part and just yeah. putting the writing, maybe editing, and then pub and then release. Well, not releasing, mostly publishing out, hoping yeah. that somebody can select you. Yeah. Does that does that kind of make it a, a little bit different? Because you, because I've I've seen people who are who've always waiting. You know, it's like th- in three months or whatever. It's like, yeah, they're gonna get it. Are they gonna right. get it? <laughs> are they gonna get it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I think the one thing I've learned from my my day jobs along the way, which have been you know more in the in the small business world, is is that um, there's just a lot of rejection when you're putting your stuff out there, when you're putting yourself out there, and that's really hard at first. But it's just part. Of, you know, I accepted a long time ago that that's an, a necessary part of the process. You know, as somebody said once yes lives in the land of no <laughs> and so if you're not getting the no's you're not getting the yeses true and you know so i for me it's just it's just part of the process i mean i i have a a, a system where i try to end my my day job i'm i'm a, an executive coach that's my day job nice. i try to end my coaching work you know by kind of mid-afternoon and then i get on my bike and i go on a ride i go to a cafe and i and i either write you know, I write a, a poem or, or two, I revise or I submit. Okay. It's kind of whatever I'm feeling like in that day. Um, I'm in the process of, re- you know, revising poems from about a year ago right now, like from my journals from a year ago. And those go, the best of that batch will go into a submission folder and I'll submit those to 20 or 30 journals. And then, and then I just kind of move on to the next one. And it's just part of like I enjoy, I enjoy the process. I don't expect anything from it. 
Um, And when I get the occasional, uh, hey, we want to publish your poem, I'm psyched. Okay. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Uh, we so our meeting was with um Elder Gideon. Uh, mm-hmm. where did you meet him at? Where did you meet Elder Gideon at? Yeah, so we were both um uh participants in the community of writers, it used to be called the, the Squaw Valley Community of Writers. Oh, okay. uh, Squaw Valley has now changed its name to Palisades or something. Palisades of Tahoe, there's some new name. Yeah. Um, that's you know maybe more appropriate or something but anyway you you know it's it's been a community of writers for over 50 years and i I think i had participated there a few years ago as as a fiction writer i was working on a novel and um had been trying to go as a poet it's very it's hard to get in it's kind of competitive to get in it took me a, a couple tries to get in and i ended up getting in this summer and that's where gideon and and marisa and i all all met and that was an amazing, amazing experience. Um, the quality of people writing there. I mean, most of the people are, um, you know, have like several books out. A lot, you know, most a lot of people are MFAs and are, you know, teach creative writing. And um, and then there's a few kind of rookies like me. Um, but it really kind of upped my my reading of poetry and. I wrote some great poems there. You, you have to write a poem every day and you can't, the, the deal is you write a poem every day. You can't use old stuff. Really? You have to bring a brand new poem to your group every day. And mm-hmm. the feedback is not, it's not critical. They're not like, Hey, I want to see more of this. They just appreciate what they appreciate about it. So it's like, it's a very supportive um, thing. And then you get these master classes by, and I think we had two or three Pulitzer prize winning poets in our faculty. Um, including uh, Robert Hass and, and Sharon Olds. Oh. Um, so it was just like a really inspiring place. I took, I got a lot from it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it must be, um, just, just hearing you talk about it, I was like, oh, that, that, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It might be a little intense, but it's like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. It, it was intense. I'll tell you something like emotionally that week, I experienced the full range of intense emotions and I was exhausted and energized afterwards, but it, it's, uh, it was a lot. I can bet. <laughs> but no, so intently, so you, you live in a solar powered house. How, how does it feel being in solar power now? Cause I mean, I know people, I know my, my area, we, we are now pulling people in to get solar power, but how does it feel being in a solar power home now right now in these days? Well, um, it, it feels good. It's been, it's been a long time actually. And it's, um, you know, I'm glad to say it's no longer, uh, an anomaly to have solar power. It's pretty, you know, it's gotten a lot cheaper. I think I way overpaid for it because I think I got, I think we got our, our solar array in like 2009, 2010. So is that right? Yeah. It's, so it's been quite a while, but you know, I'm, I'm real, uh, concerned about climate change. I used to work in, I used to run a nonprofit called the climate registry that was focused on, on climate policy. And, um, you know, I think it's really, I think it's really important that we do everything that we can to speed our transition to a a zero carbon, um, energy future, transportation, future food, future. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. Cause I mean, it, there, this 2021 did that. I mean, 2020 did actually give, give a little bit of a different perspective. It's mm-hmm. my perspective on a lot of stuff, even though I was kind of leaning toward, I was already leaning towards, we need to get some energy things, um, take it or start decreasing some of our energy carbon or carbon, our carbon copies on everything else. We, mm-hmm. we do really need to, I'm hoping to see fit that I live to see that we, you know, do beyond what we're doing now. It's like, Oh yeah, well, we're now taking this kind of energy. We're not doing this kind of energy. Like, Oh, okay. We're getting rid of mining. Yeah. Okay. I can yeah. see that. I can understand coal mining not being used anymore, but gasoline, I don't know. It has a stronghold on the world. <laughs> a real it definitely stronghold. does. <laughs> it definitely does. I mean, yeah. It's, in, it, it's weird. Like the, the transition is, in some ways going much faster than I thought it would, Mm. you know, and that's being driven mainly by cost. You know, it it is now cheaper to produce energy from wind and solar than it is coal. Um, But in some ways it's going way too slow. Like, okay, if that's the case and if gas prices are so high, then why aren't we all driving electric cars yet? It's because, you know, the infrastructure is not in place yet. And, um, yeah, so it, it's kind of like in some yeah, in some ways it's fast, in some ways it's too slow. Yeah, I can see that. Well, this part since we talked about that, we're gonna switch over. We're gonna talk about your. We're gonna get into your poem. So, All right. people, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to give you David and his poem. David. All right. So, Sean, thanks again, and I'm gonna read a poem that is called Unincorporated, and. There's a place that I come from in the Midwest, in Wisconsin. My family has a farm in a tiny little town called Steuben. I think there's um, a population of, it's gone down from about 150 people to about 130 people um, since I was a kid. And there's a place just down the road from Steuben called Barnum. That's not even a town, it's unincorporated. Um, And so that's the title of this home unincorporated barnum unincorporated shoulders a bend in route 171 backed by steep hills crowded with choke cherry blue ash jack pine a thorny buzzing prairie stretches opposite the road to the mud bank brown river almost a town One general store, abandoned, windows and corners swathed in web, jars and cans, U.S. one-gallon jugs entombed in silt. Ancient notices, yellow, brittle, litter the floorboards. Three or four houses buckled, sloping, junk in the yards, one by the road, White, pallid, luminous, shifts in shadow of the hill's lee. A girl in the upstairs window, rocking, mouthless. The sky, xanthic, darkens. Flocks of blackbirds rise like darts from the scrub, wheeling across the wan sun, her eyes wide, fixed, imploring, collide indelibly with mine as I ride east. 
<laughs> Good. I like that. So so what so as you talk about incorporate, because I know I know the, the difference with incorporated areas where there's unincorporated areas, it's always the the way it's it's been labeled in the, the infrastructure and some of the stuff that the corporates do have, the unincorporated doesn't carry. So you know, cops and stuff and other things like that. So how so how is this um since you're since this is since this is not stupid it's the other place how does that um affect your your whole mindset with this stuff Yeah, I love that question. You know, it's um this place feels it's it's sort of like you ever go to a place and I'll ride by this on my bike. I'll go you know riding down the country road and you ever go to a place where you pass through it and you're not sure that it actually existed or not. Um, and that's a feeling I get every time I get kind of, it, it's a hair on the back of your neck, raising feeling right into this place. There's something kind of off about it. Something um, kind of, kind of a little bit scary about it. Um, and so, yeah, it feels to me that I guess there's a, maybe a double meaning to unincorporated or maybe even a triple meaning there's the literal fact that there's the road sign that says Barnum unincorporated. So that's just there, but it's also like this place is kind of unattached and it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I rode past it and it was just, it was just gone yeah. at some point. And then there's the third meaning, which is that it's kind of the way that, that, um, that, that, that I feel or that one feels sort of, um, you know, can feel disassociated or, or unattached. Right. You know, it's, it's like the, the old wrong side of the track type of feeling. Sometimes you just kind of look over like, there is something wrong with that situation. <laughs> exactly. And you just kind of like play it in your head without just keep going. It's like, okay, I'll just, I'll be on this side. There'll be fine. <laughs> as long as the gates are still working, the fence is still sturdy, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, I know we're getting ready to come to a close and stuff. Thank you, David. But I would like to for you to give your um, social media, let the people know about it and stuff. Yeah, thank you. Well, um, I am woefully under uh, mediated, but you can find my writing at davidrosenheim.com slash writing. Okay. Do you have any um, shows coming up or anything? Yeah. Uh, no. Not, 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 not at the moment. I feel like I should now, but uh, nothing to promote at the moment. But you know, okay. I'd love to. I'd love to connect with anybody that that hears this, and um, you can find you. You can connect with me through the website. All right. Well, that people that is David, and he's based like he's pointed out. He has some shows. If you want to be open to getting one. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, David, thank you for coming on to the show. And thank you for doing this for me. I mean, I'm pretty psyched. I mean, not, if they haven't heard you on the on the other show yet, we will have recordings out. Most definitely. I think it's next week. We shall have a recording out of it. So I'll let you know and inform you with the, the um, Sacramento um, Zoom show. They, they put out recordings and stuff. So, yeah. Great. Sharon, thank you so much. I appreciate you and and all that you do for the community. Okay. Always. You take care, right? Okay. See you soon. Bye. Bye.